Okay, good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back. Continuing with Evan Schleim over here. It's good morning to you, Lior, and good morning to everyone. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Council of Summerton, Philadelphia. We're in the beginning of Perak Yudah Aleph in Evan Schleim, of the Perak that talks about, as we've seen, Gain's um, <clears throat> uh, Talmud, the compiler of Evan Schleim, entitles the Perak. Um, this is on the topic again of the Erevrav, the travails that will precede Mashiach. Geula and the, the, the future Geula, and we say these words certainly with, 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 with uh, a lot of kavona right now. We may, may we see it speedily in our times and days. We're learning about the Geula over here, and we saw the Gain tell us that the Future redemption, the one that's going to come with Mashiach, is going to happen in four stages. And we saw that these four stages parallel the four different times during the year where there is a din, where there is sentencing, judgment that has passed, the four times of the year that are mentioned in the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah. It's four times during the year that the world is judged. And a different stage of redemption happens at each one of those different four times. And um, the Gula will build up from uh, stage one to stage four. The four stages of Gula, again, were um, going from the first to the, to the final one. The Gula from the Shibud, as we said, were going to be released from having to answer to the Gayim, having to be subordinate, subject, and subjugated by the Gayim. That's just the, the return of autonomy to Klyestral for us being free to do as we will, when we will. The second stage Gula is seeing the retribution of HaKadosh Baruch against our enemies that have done their best over the last, you know, uh, 2,000 years to suppress Klai Yisrael, to keep us limited, to not, to not allow us to be who we're supposed to be. So that's Gemar Hadin Ba'ayve Hashem, the enemies of God. We said the enemies of God, that means those who are, who are, who are um, thwarting our ability to... to Make a presence for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, a presence for God. The third stage of Geula is Kibbutz Goliath. We explain what that means: the ingathering of exiles. It means um, a reunion of a Klaiso who has been re-identified with who they're supposed to be. Everyone's in touch with who they're really, who they really are at core level, and we're all interwoven once again together. That's Kibbutz Goliath. We're able to be active. We're able to be productive, and we're able to all be productive as individuals and as one big mass, as one big unit. And finally, Binyan Beis HaMikdash is the fourth stage of Geula, the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, which is about after we have been unified into one union, after we have this big reunion, which is the Kibbutz Goliath, then we, as one, all um, go to the final level of what's the purpose of being one, and that is to bring HaKadosh Baruch into this world, a great reunion between Klai, Yisrael, and Hashem. <laughs> Excuse me. That's the final stage of Gula. And we also point out, thank you, that the four stages of Gula parallel the four stages of Gula that happened in Mitzrayim. We mentioned that last week. And the four Lashayinus of Gula, four expressions of redemption, releasing us from being foreigners someone on someone else's terms, releasing us from having to work for someone, being subordinate, subjugated, releasing us from being tormented, and finally, 
being taken by Kodesh Baruch Hu is a nation for the Rebbeinu Shalolim, being taken by Hashem, is, uh, by, by Kodesh Baruch Hu is a nation that belongs to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that's the Binyi Beis HaMikdash. That was very nice, we've mentioned that last week. What remains over here is the line between the four stages of Gula and the four, four times of the year. That is the final aspect over here that we have to um, explore together before we move on to Simon Beis. And that is the question over here, is, is the um, relationship between each stage of Gula and the particular time of the year that we find it. Stage one is Pesach time, and then Rosh Hashanah time, and then Shavuos time, and then Sukkot time. The first stage of Gula is happening by Pesach. That's the release from being um, oppressed and suppressed and, 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 and subjugated by the nations. The second stage of Gula is seeing the vengeance and the retribution of Hashem against those who always thwarted us. That's going to happen in Rosh Hashanah. Third stage of Gula, the ingathering of the, of the exiles, kibbutz gullies, is going to happen Shavuos time. And the B'nai 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 is going to be Sukkot. So what's the parallel between those Yom Tov in that order, Pesach, then Rosh Hashanah, and then Shavuos and then Sukkot? But specifically, the Gain sees the, the link not to the Yom Tov per se, but to the Din that's happening by each of those Yom Tov. That's what the guy said. The fourth stage of the Gula are going to ha- occur at the four times during the year where the world is judged. So what's the link between the particular judgment that's happening at those four times and that particular stage of Gula? So let's take it one at a time. So the first stage of Gula is Igalu Me'ashibud. We're going to be released from Shibud, from being subject to the Goyim. That's going to happen Pesach time. That's going to happen Pesach time. <coughs> And <clears throat> that has to do with the fact that the world Pesach time is judged on, excuse me, Tzavua, Tzavua, grain. The din on Pesach is on Tzavua, on grain. What does that have to do with being released from being subject to the Gaim, subjugated to the Gaim, the whims of the Gaim being controlled by the Gaim? What does it have to do with Tavua, with being judged for grain? So, I'm going to explore an, I, the, 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 this, this, this question. What? No, Pasek, that sounds like a... A Pasek? Yeah, well, let's see what... Right, okay, that's nice, that's a nice parallel. That would maybe be more relevant if it would be that positive for the second stage Gula, which is punishing the Gaim. Mm-hmm. Having that, seeing the, 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 the Gaim be um, defeated, be defeated. But the first stage is more we're released from the Gaim, that, that we are free to do as we wish, but the Gaim is still, you know, doing their thing. Um, we break that down to two stages. So what's the Yigalum Me'ashibot, we're released from Shibot. So the idea is like this, um, grain, is where we find the first area of um, the, the most basic level of infiltration by elements outside of us that are trying to control us. That's what, that's grain. Grain is that item that if you leave it alone, it, 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 the default state of grains get in, is it gets infiltrated by what? By fermentation. The seor shebeisa. It's Pesach time. We have pure grain, a grain that hasn't had any any um, element of control from the Yetzir Hara, from the from the, the what represents the Yetzir Hara, the, the the fermentation process, yeast coming from the outside and tainting that purity of of the grain. 
And the Gemara actually makes a parallel between the Soor Shabi'isa, the, the fermentation of grain, that, that, that outside element that tries to direct and control the process of what the grain wants to do, and Shibur Malchius, subjugation of the government, government, government control, government rule, government authority. The Gemara says that ultimately what stops us from doing the will of Hashem, I really want to do, all of us really want to do the right thing, but what's stopping us is the Soor Shabi'isa, the pull of the Yetzir Hara, the control of the Yetzir Hara, the subjugation of the Yetzir Hara, and Shibur Malchius, and the subjugation of, 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 of the guy that we live under, the, the, the guy that we have to answer to. So there's always a parallel drawn between those two, and that's the concept of a grain. The, the, and the din of grain represents <clears throat> the, the um, strength of the, of the grain, the purity of the grain, the ability of, of, of grain to, to um, you know, during the year, yes, it's true that some of our yummiest goodies that we make are because we're allowing the grain to be controlled, let's say, by the fermentation process. During the year, we enjoy that, we appreciate that. Yes, on Pesach, we start off the year of the grain by having grain begin in its purified form. We saw a Maharal talked about this before Pesach, about the, 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 the yearly cycle has to begin with seven days of purity, seven days of, 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 of nothing, no outside forces coming to control to direct grain, which parallels ourselves. And then during the rest of the year, now we have that balance. But in any case, the grain, tavua, that, that is the hallmark of Pesach time, the Dinan grain represents the, the um, it represents the parallels, the idea of exterior forces coming in and trying to control, trying to direct. The Seor Shabi'isa, the yeast, the, the fermentation process tries to direct and pull the grain where it wants, where it, 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 what's good for it. And it hijacks the grain, it directs the grain according to its whims. And Shibur Malchius, which is the parallel in, in, in the, you know, the political sense, um, is the, the subjugation of the empires trying to direct and control Klai Yisrael. So this is the, the correct and appropriate time for the release of the first, uh, for, the, for the, the realization of the first stage of Gaulus, which is the release of Shibur Malchius, releasing from ourselves, um, having to answer to outside forces controlling us. That is what kicks in Pesach time, because that's what the din, the judgment of Pesach time is all about. That release of the Sor Shavis, the release of the outside forces trying to direct, trying to control. And that's exactly what the Gain says, Yigalu Me'ashi, but that, that's the appropriate time for the first stage of Gula. So again, the first stage of Gula is Klai, so now we can, we can, we want to build a shul. No one's going to tell us that, about, about that here you can't build a shul over here. We want to put up an Erev, no one's going to tell us you can't make an Erev. We want to make a cheder, we want to make a yeshiva. No one's going to tell us what we can teach and what we cannot teach in our yeshiva and our cheder. No one's going to tell us these things. The outside forces are not going to come and try to control Klai or direct Klai Yisrael to prevent us from doing what, what we want to do, what makes sense for us to do, what's in our best interest to do. And that's the negation of the Or Shabi'isa, of the, the, what controls the grain, which is linked to the government control. Okay, so that's very nice. That's why it happens Pesach time. Are you talking about the foreign government or Israeli government? Either one, any government that's telling us what to do, right? Yeah, but you're saying that uh, at that point, government will not have to tell us. Uh, Correct. Any government that tries to, that, that imposes its will on us, and that w- which is outside of the ultimate will of God, that's going to be released in the first stage, whether it's going running that government or whether it's Jews running that government, they're going to be released from having to, from that suppression and subjugation. Um, okay, next stage of Geula is Rosh Hashanah time, 
that's when there's going to be a Gemar Din, the enemies of the Rebbeinah Shalayim. This is paralleling the idea of, of the Inoi, all those who have tormented and oppressed us. Um, if they're still around, there's still something holding back redemption. We can't have a full Geula, a full redemption, which is the full revelation of Hashem. If those who have opposed Hashem are still, are still you know, uh, not receiving any consequences, or come up, and so that's going to happen in Rosh Hashanah, and the, that, that, that is very appropriate for Rosh Hashanah time. Why is Rosh Hashanah the right time? Because Rosh Hashanah is called Baye Oilam, even the fun of Kivnei Mar, and the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah says, who gets judged in Rosh Hashanah? Humanity. Humanity. People get judged in Rosh Hashanah. Jews and non-Jews, Jews and Gentiles alike. Everyone called Baye Oilam, the, the Mishnah says. All residents of the world are going to be judged. So this is the time to judge those on a personal level. Our enemies and the enemies of Hashem, those who have always, for thousands of years, who have made it their business indeed to oppress us, to, to, to torment us, to bully us, to try to destroy us, wipe us off the map in many, many different ways. The correct time now for, so to, for, for, to, to, to witness the, the, um, the um, what's it called? The Kel is Hashem, the... Um, The 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 uh, books being balanced, so to speak. The, 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 this this concept of if you made it your point to be in opposition to Hashem, you made it your life's mission to be in opposition to the, the people of Hashem. That you can't do that and get away with that. That's the next stage of Geula. This is going to happen in Rosh Hashanah time, which is the time that humanity is judged. So those members of humanity that have made it their life's mission to destroy Klai Yisrael, to bring Klai Yisrael down, and by extension, destroy the manifestation of Hashem in this world, they will get their comeuppance, they will get their uh, records, uh, uh, their, their files will be opened and addressed, Rosh Hashanah time, okay, that's when we judge humanity. The next stage of Geula, says the Vilna Gun is going to happen, Shavuos time, Uba'atzer, Shavuos time, Yeh Kibbutz Goliath, Ayyadeh Maishu Rabbeinu, that, um, Moshe will be involved, said the guy is, is, is connecting this with Moshe, will be involved in the third stage of Geula, bringing the Goliath back. That happens Shavuos time. So that now, the next thing that ha- we have to explain over here, what's the link between the, the, the Geula uh, stage three of bringing the Goliath back and Shavuos, where with the judgment, the judgment specifically of Shavuos, which is Perisi Elon. Yes. Yeah, so what does it have to do with, with um, the, the din on Shavuos of the Paris Ilan? So this ties in very, very nicely, very neatly and beautifully with how we explain Kibbutz Goliath. So what is Kibbutz Goliath? So the idea of Kibbutz Goliath and why the idea of Kibbutz, Kibbutz is gathering. So as we said, we mentioned it briefly just now, this morning in our recap, but we explained it more at length last week. Kibbutz Goliath is really two, two things. It's, it's, it is Kleisol being each on an individual level being reminded of who we really are, who we're really supposed to be, what our life's mission is, which is something that in Gullus we all lose sight of that. We, we, don't, we don't have the Nevi'im to illuminate that for us anymore. We don't have the, the leaders to sit down with each and every one of us and say, this is your mission, this is your mission, this is what you're here to do. What are we here to accomplish? What are you here to bring out into the world on an individual level? And without that, we can't fully really be one union either, right? If I don't know which part of the, the, the body I am. Every, every yid is, is another limb, is another muscle, is another tendon, is another organ in a great body. And that great body is the unified body of Klai Yisrael. That's how we have to be understood. That's how we really do function. 
um, I want to fit in to this greater body. I want to take my place and assemble a one big mass, one big entity called Klai Yisrael, that big organism, that big body. And we all want to do that all together. I, I can't do that unless I really, we can't do that with, with, with effectivity unless we really know where we fit in, right? What am I, you know, am I a finger? Am I a toe? Am I a nose? Am I the liver? Am I the spleen? Am I the heart? Am I the lungs? Am I the right hand, the left hand? Which finger on the right hand? So that knowing really who we are, we certainly can't be recombined. And, and that's the job of kibbutz gullius. That's why it's called kibbutz gullius. Gathering together the idea of gullius is not just, okay, transplanting Klyestrel from Ukraine, from Miami, from uh, wherever you may be right now, from South Africa. We're just going to bring everybody back to ourselves much more than that. It's kibbutz gullius. It's gathering everyone together, reuniting them to one big mass, one big organism. That can only be done, A, when I point at each and every year who you really are, where, 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 what, what part of this greater organism you are, and B, when, when, when everyone is interwoven, interlocked, intermeshed into that organism. So that, that was, as we explained, that's why um, we have Arichas Ner Levan Yishai Meshichecha. Kibbutz Galis comes together with an Arichas Ner, with, with a spotlight, with, with, a, with a big lamp, with a big um, uh, lighthouse, this, this illumination of showing me who I really am, and then I can be part of the Kibbutz Galis. I can be part of gathering all the gullius together. One's dependent on the other, okay? So I have to see who I am, what I bring out into the world, and what my job over here is. And we have, you know, the barest of ideas of that right now, very muddled and, and, and muddled and, and uh, dimmed perception at best. And when we have kibbutz gullies, we are shown who we really are supposed to be, what we're bringing out to the world. So this parallels the idea of the dinan peris, of shavuos. Peris, again, is the idea of, of producing. Peris is, is um, not, not like tfu, which is the staple of life. Peris is, uh, is, is bring something tasty, something, something unique, something of variety, something that, you know, this tree produces these pears and these pears in grain. The grain world are very limited. There's not a lot of Basically, there's really two types of grain, and with the five grains that we talk about with regards to Hilchas Chametz and Chadosh and Chal and all that, really, Gemara says, is really only Chita and Sa'ira. The other three are subspecies of Chita and Sa'ira, wheat and barley. Not a lot of variety in the grain. In the grain world is not there to be variety as much as it is just to be the, the, um, the that's right, the staff of life and the staple of life. The fruits is where you find variety, individuality, tastes and textures and shapes and colors. And, and, and that's Kibbutz Gullius where the um, individuality of Klai Yisrael is going to be um, brought out once again. And for all that to combine, be combined together as a Kibbutz, as a Kibbutz, into one mass. So that's the third stage of Gula happening Shavuos time. Shavuos is about the re- restoration of all the Excuse me, the clarity of all the individualization of Klai Yisrael, the fruits, the tastes, the, 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 the individual contributions, and, 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 re, and, and A, and then B, combine that into one whole. Yes, uh, Lior, question? Yeah, okay. Um, so that's the third stage of Geula that happens. That's why that happens. Shavuot's time. And finally, Sukkot has been in on Mikdash. The fourth stage of Geula, which is the Velokachti, where we return to the Rebbein Shalalim, where we come back after Klai has been unified and recombined, with the individuals becoming one group, one mass. So then we have the Binyan Beis Hamikdash Sukkot's time. That has to do the fourth stage of the fourth 
judgment that happens. Sukkot time, Sukkot were judged on Mayim, on water. The waters are judged. And this is when we have the fourth and final stage of Gula, which is the Bini Beis Hamikdash. What does it have to do with the waters? So the waters, I, the whole idea of the waters being judged on Sukkot is in terms of the the jab of the waters. And Sukkot time, we did something with the waters that we didn't do any other time during the year, and that's taking water and pouring it on the Mizbeach. The idea of pouring it on the Mizbeach is reuniting the lower elements with the higher elements. After we've brought this world to its shlebas, to its tikkun, to its completion, now we can say, okay, now we're ready to, to do something with the completion, with the tikkun, with the shlebas of this world. We're going to bring this world back to its source, to its maker, to its creator. The waters, we know, were originally all united by Hashem. The waters were split into upper waters and lower waters. And the lower waters were cast down over here. The upper waters are whatever that means, whatever that represents, the upper waters up there in Shemaim. And the, the only reason they were separated was for them to overcome that separation and, and be reunited with Hashem. And that's what we're doing on Sukkot time. When we take the waters and pour them as Bech, that is the, the uh, action of gearing the word, world towards that reunion, taking, saying that the, the whole point of that separation, of taking the lower elements and, and removing them from Hashem is to raise them higher and bring them back to Hashem. That's why we bring the waters back. So this is very clear parallel with the fourth stage of Geula. The final stage of Geula, which is the Bini Beis HaMikdash after Klai Yisrael has been released from subjugation. After there has been consequences and vengeance against the enemies of Hashem. After we're all put back in touch with who we're supposed to be and we're assembled into one unit. Klai Yisrael, what do we do with that unity? What do we do with that harmony? What do we do with that, the fact that we're all at one guf? That has to now be raised back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that is the Bini Beis HaMikdash. That's what the Beis HaMikdash is there to do, to accomplish, is to reunite the entire world, bring the Tachtoina back to the El of the lower regions back to the upper regions, and that's the Dinan Maim, because that's the whole point of Sukkot, of, of, of the waters sent down here, are, are going to be judges coming here for to what degree will those waters be able to be reunited with their upper waters with with their with their uh, point of origin? So that's the fourth point of Geula, and that's why it happened. Sukkah's time. That's the connection over there. And Mitzvah tomorrow. So that wraps up Simon Alf. Tomorrow we will continue in Simon Bays and Perikid Alf. Okay, thank you all for joining. One happy. Mm. You have a have a wonderful wonderful day. We should have a wonderful today together filled with wonderful news. Mm.